Hi, crime junkies. It's Ashley here. And you all know how ready I am at any moment to drop down the rabbit holes of mysterious cases to look for answers. And there's actually one right now that I cannot stop spiraling about with more rabbit holes than I can count. In this season of Counterclock, investigative journalist Delia D'Ambra begins investigating Doug Wag Jr.'s mysterious death after he was found struck on a strip of railroad tracks. But the more Delia has dug into this case, the stranger things have gotten. And you guys, there is truly so much going on. A string of mysterious deaths, a bank robbery gone wrong, conspiracy, corruption, and it may all be connected. You can binge all of Counterclock Season 6 right now in the Crime Junkie Fan Club, or you can listen to new episodes weekly wherever you get your podcasts. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase, every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Instead of costly private tutoring, IXL Learning can give your child the help they need at an affordable price. IXL is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. It's designed to help them really understand and master topics in a fun way with positive feedback. And you get one site for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. There's a reason why IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And Crime Junkie listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com slash Crime Junkie. Visit IXL.com slash Crime Junkie to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Hi, Crime Junkies. I'm your host, Ashley Flowers. And I'm Conan O'Brien. Surprise! I have a special guest today. I actually got to sit down with Conan on his show, Conan Needs a Friend. That episode is actually available now if you want to listen. It's in the show notes. I link right out to it. But as we've been celebrating five years of Crime Junkie, I've been finding out more and more people from all walks of life are Crime Junkies. Like you, Conan. You're a Crime Junkie. You know, I I have to say it is something that I think is more prevalent than anybody has. We all want to figure these things out. Yeah. And we all think that given the information, we could figure it out. And so I love it. I've I've been fascinated by true crime for such a long time. So, like, what was your how does that happen? I mean, take it from any angle. And I think the book that had a huge effect on me when I was young was I read In Cold Blood, Truman Capote's In Cold mm-hmm. Blood. And he really did invent this genre. He of, did. What does he call it? It's truthful. It's it's written like fiction, but it's a real story. Yeah. And he did it from like the dual perspectives as well, which was so interesting. Right. For a true crime book. Right. So you get the perspective of the Clutter family mm-hmm. and then you get the perspective of uh, Hickok and Perry. And of course, it's Truman Capote. So it's some of the best writing you'll ever come across. It's absolutely beautiful and such a sad story. And one of the things that freaked me out was the randomness of it. Mm. And I think that's something that grabbed me is when you're reading the accounts, this family, the Clutter family, they're as normal as you can get. And they just go to bed for the night and they live in a town where nobody locks their door. 
and this is completely inconceivable. And they all go to sleep thinking, well, I'll see you tomorrow. And then these two people show up at uh, whatever, one o'clock in the morning, at midnight, one. And to me, that was incredibly chilling that, you know, if you're young and this idea that someone could come into your home. How young were you when you read it? uh, I was two. It was the first book I read. Yeah, they taught it. In it was the, like Good Night Moon, and then I read in Good Night. I read in, in Good Night Moon first, <laughs> which then I was like, "This isn't scary." And then I read in Cold Blood, That's and right. then I went uh, right to Crime and Punishment. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't. I think I would have been in high school when I read it, but I just was, you know. And and I think there's so many crimes. I think the ones that really fascinate me are when. A completely normal life is completely upended in this insane way. Mm-hmm. That those ones can kind of shock me more. Mm-hmm. And and when you're a kid, the idea that someone could come into your house randomly and it was so it was so random too. Um, Hickok and Perry, they just they had this goofy information that there was a lot of money in this farmhouse. Well, there wasn't, and there was really later on no reason for them to think that there was. They had heard like a rumor in in prison and then they said, "Okay, we're going to go and get this money from a farm. What? And they were convinced there was a wall safe filled Uh with money. Well, there wasn't. And Mr. Clutter was trying to tell them, I don't have any money here. I don't have a wall safe. And how does it escalate to you kill the entire family? Well, that is always and you see this in a lot of cases where you take I think this was Capote's thesis and I think it holds out, which is that if you take disparate people You know, you and I separately might not hurt anybody, Mm. but if Ashley and Conan meet up and strike up a friendship at a Starbucks and we start hanging out, we might together make a killing machine. And you see that. You see that again and again and again, where Leopold and Loeb individually wouldn't have done anything, but together... It's toxic. It's toxic. They each... Each one can trigger something in the other that doesn't exist independently. So that's a freaky thing. Yeah. When we were talking about you coming on the show, I'm like, I mean, he's a comedian. Like, we're not laughing over here. And someone told me about you going to the list trial. Yes, yes. Is that real? Yeah, this is real. Um, a lot of your listeners know it's, I mean, it's such a famous crime, but I think it's, I want to say 1971, John List living in New Jersey, He's got a daughter and I think two or three sons, uh, wife, mother lives with them. And uh, it's been the basis of so many different uh, stories. But he loses his job, doesn't tell anybody he's lost his job and just keeps going off to, quote, work. But he's just hanging out at the train station. Always the biggest red flag. Yes. The second someone I've seen this over and over, the second someone's lying about going to work, going to school, whatever, the next thing they're going to do is kill their family. Right. I have not told my wife that I ended my talk show a year and a half ago. <laughs> I just keep going and saying, well, we had a great show today. And she doesn't know that she I was just, never watching. I'm it hanging, yes. Oh, God, not a fan. Not a fan. My husband doesn't listen to my show. <laughs> <It's fine. laughs> That's really funny because uh, people are constantly saying, oh, and so Conan, is your wife coming to see you do this thing tonight? And I laugh. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, she has a life yeah. and she hears this shtick at home and she's not having it. Um, yeah, so List 
is running out of money and then conveniently decides that his children are going down a path that will lead them to hell and the only thing that he can do to save them is to kill them now. I also see this a lot too, where it's like the worst thing you can do, but I can't tell you how many times it's, this is a little unique, but it's like, oh, well, we don't believe in divorce and I don't want to be ostracized, so I'm just going to kill my husband. I know. I know. It's madness how often, I mean, there have been whole wars fought just because people thought I must do God's bidding. And so some of the worst things in the history of the world have been done in the name of this is what God would want. When really, if you just scratch the surface, it's really because it seems like it's a good idea for you. You get all the insurance money. Yeah. And And you didn't die. Yeah, you didn't die. Exactly. And now you're marrying uh, that woman that you had your eye on who's at the perfume counter. Mm -hmm. I just made that up. (laughs) Although I've been going to this perfume counter a lot lately. And you're like, why are you at a perfume counter? Um... Anyway, so I think that's fascinating that he came to this conclusion, I think out of his own self-interest, but he dressed it up. And then again, you just imagine these kids coming home from school one by one and he kills them all. He starts by killing his mother, then he kills his wife, and then he waits for the kids to come home one by one. And then he, um, I mean, this is the creepiest touch. He lays them all out in this big ballroom and he calls the schools and says, we're taking a vacation We will be gone for a while. And then he turns on the sound system in the home, which plays like this funereal, it's set to this like channel that plays funereal music. This is back before, you know, Sirius XM, but you can play, there's a funeral channel. That was a beautiful plug. Yeah. um, (laughs) Beautifully. It's right above mine. 107 funeral music. Uh, It's also the lithium channel. (laughs) It's the same kind of music. Uh, But anyway, the thing that fascinates me is he leaves and he gets away with it Mm -hmm. because they don't find the bodies for a couple of, for like months or like eight weeks or nine weeks. So anyway, flash forward to he's, he's missing. And then finally, I think it was on America's Most Wanted. They did a reconstruction of what he would look like today. And they got his face out there. And someone said, wait a minute, I know him. They arrest him. He denies he's that person, uh, which really takes guts. And then they say, um, by the way, can we see if there's a birthmark or, you know, on your left thigh? And he says, yeah, okay, you got me. So the trial starts. I am fascinated by this story. At the time, I'm a writer on Saturday Night Live. And so I'm in New York and the trial's in New Jersey. So I drive over to New Jersey and I've never done this before or since. And I walk in and I get a seat just to, I wanted to see this guy. And it wasn't like a packed. Like I think about some of the trials today that were that big and you can't get a seat. in the court. Like They're literally like auctioning them off. I, like called, I called ahead VIP seating. Uh, no, no, yeah, I, I, yeah. I didn't. I, I remembered it was not that hard to get seating. So maybe this was before. I mean, today it would be very different. And you went every day? I didn't go every day. I think I went twice. And I, I was looking at this guy because I was trying to figure out, will I see something in him? Like, you you want to see this great, intense horror, and all you see when you look at these people are their pencil pushers. Mm-hmm. And You want to think that everyone else missed it. Yes. And that you could spot if it was in front of you. Right. But I was there at that trial looking at List, and he, I mean, of course, many years had gone by, but you could tell he was just, he, he was someone who could... I don't know, you could see him anywhere and you wouldn't think anything. Mm-mm. And he seemed kind of bored by the proceedings. And I think he knew the jig was up. It's not like he's getting, he's going to be found innocent. <laughs> uh, I think he even tr- was still going with his plea that he was trying to save their souls, I believe. Well, I, yeah, I mean, there was no 
doubting if it was him. He like literally left a letter there that was. Oh like, yeah, <laughs> it he, was me. This he is wrote, why. Yeah, he wrote a pa- he wrote a pastor. He wrote he wrote his pastor and said, yeah. "I think this is the right thing to do," and I'm sure you'd agree. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's one that really got my imagination going. The evidence keeps pouring in. At this point, the facts are undeniable. It's an open and shut case. Monopoly Go is the most fun you can have in a mobile game. Everyone is still talking about Monopoly Go for a good reason. It is an absolute hit. Millions of people pass Go every day because this game is always bringing something new to the table. Like countless crazy tournaments you can join with your friends as partners or teams, or timed events offering bonuses like massive multipliers or rent frenzies to help you get huge rewards. And there's so many rewards to discover. Rare stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums, delightful emojis to taunt people with when you raid their riches, unique playing pieces, and so much more. The verdict is in. With Monopoly Go, there's something new to discover every time you play. So don't miss out. Go download it now free on the App Store and Google Play. Looking to save on delivery? DashPass from DoorDash is your door to $0 delivery fees and savings you can't get anywhere else. DashPass is an exclusive membership from DoorDash that gets you unlimited $0 delivery fees on eligible orders and members-only deals and discounts. Whether it's food from your favorite restaurants, groceries from across town, or anything in between, DashPass is the most affordable way to get everything you need delivered right to your door. DashPass basically pays for itself in two orders on average. Plus, DashPass gives you special access to exclusive promotions and menu items, all for only $9.99 a month. Get more from delivery for less with DashPass. $0 delivery fees and reduced service fees on eligible DoorDash orders. Sign up for DashPass today and get your first 30 days free if you're a new member. Subject to change, terms apply. I am obsessed with this idea of a family annihilator. Because that is one of, I don't really spend a lot of the time with the, like, why do they do what they do? Because I always think these people aren't operating in logic the way that I am. So, right, like, right. you can't. Like, so why I understand crazy, I'd rather focus my energy somewhere else. But with these, this is one where I really want to get inside their head. Because you see, like, the Chris Watts who killed his family. And it's not like they, it wasn't the, the having the kids and they, when they're babies, it's like you your kids are eight, nine, ten. I mean, list kids were even in their teens. Yeah. Like, how do you raise these kids their whole life and then be the one to do that? I, like, there's something about that I cannot understand. But I wish they would study it more. Like, like I don't, not that you could prevent it, but. I have to say there's one I would like to get your take on because usually you can figure it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, if And when I say you can figure it out, I mean detectives, professionals find out all this information and you more or less know what happened mm-hmm. most of the time. There's one case uh, that it's it's a terrible, terrible case. It's very famous. And I just don't know what happened. It's never made any sense to me. And that's Joan Benet Ramsey. Mm. It doesn't make sense. And I was doing my late night show when it happened. And I remembered the apartment I was living in and hearing about this and thinking, this is, you know, terrible what happened here. And then never found any satisfying explanation for what could have happened. And I thought, well, maybe Ashley will know or have an idea of what happened. (laughs) I know. So this was actually my entry into true crime. I always say that I was tabloid height. 
mm-hmm. the time when this happened. I was about her age. Mm-hmm. And I remember literally being in the grocery store with her looking back at me, blonde hair, blue eyes like I was at the time. And that when the way it scared you, if it could happen anywhere, someone could come into my home. Again, someone came into her home and I'm like, wow, someone like me, like this doesn't just happen to adults. Someone would want to kill a kid. Right. And I wasn't old enough to like dive into it at that time. And obviously I have in the years since, it's one of those cases that has just been covered and recovered and dissected every which way. Right. And to your point, that's what's so weird is you can dissect it every which way and things still don't make sense. They don't make sense. And so much of the suspicion of the parents began with, well, they don't seem right in interviews. And I'm, I'm always very suspicious of that because, well, how is someone supposed to seem some people don't emote the way other people emote. That always bothers me. You know, if, if, if parents lose their child, it's, you know, it's the most horrible thing anybody could imagine. And then to have people say, and maybe you did it because the way I, you talked on Oprah, something seemed a little Robin, off. So f***ed up. We covered this um, other case when we were on tour of another little girl who is six. Her name is Isabel Celis in Arizona. Mm-hmm. And she, in the middle of the night, was taken from out of her window, disappeared. Years and years, they didn't know what happened. It was the same thing. Like, people were coming for the family, specifically her dad, because he did some weird stuff. He was on the news. They didn't like how he was talking. They avoided the news for so long. And everyone's saying, well, if you didn't do it, you got to, like, why aren't you asking for help? You're trying to hide things. And there was this interview with her mom where she can just... I barely keep it together. And she's like, I don't want to be here. I want to be with my daughter. I don't want to be asking you for anything. I would be a wreck if something happened to my kid. And and to your point, to have people judging you because you didn't cry the right way or you were crying too much or it felt fake or you didn't use the right words. So that's a case where we've never covered it on our show. And I don't think I would because it's one that, again, has had no shortage of coverage. People know it. At this point, there's nothing I can add unless there's like a call to action. There's some DNA that they want tested at this point. There was just an article recently where they, the prosecutor or the law enforcement came out and said they're kind of waiting for the technology to get better before they do that. What I have said openly is I don't think the family had anything to do with it. I think that they were traumatized on top of trauma and things have gotten so mucked up. And the crime scene was... Uh, a disaster. It was a disaster. You know, we do also live in this uh, age where everybody can get involved. Everybody can go online. Everybody can access the information. Everybody can have a theory. And that can cloud things, too, Mm -hmm. because there's way too many perspectives at a certain point. And perspectives that actually don't have the whole story. Like what we have from news articles and on web sleuths is like the more that I've actually worked with family and investigators and seen real case files, I'm like, you get the tip of the iceberg and it's really easy to make assumptions when you don't see everything underneath. And it's also wild how if you look at a specific case, I'm working on one right now where there are five people. And if I just told you about one suspect, you're like, hands down, they did it, lock them up. And you would say that exact same thing about all five people. That's the only one you heard about. Right. And it's wild. I remember another one that grabbed me at a very young age was the Manson murders, obviously one of the biggest stories of all time. But that one grabbed me because when you you think about what the police walked in on, you know, in August of 69 Mm -hmm. at, uh, you know, the Polanski Tate home, and what they see is just in this insane scene. And what they all say as well, it's, you know, young people, Hollywood types. It was a probably a drug deal gone wrong. 
And there's this chilling footage of Polanski giving a news conference. And he's like crying and he's saying, you're wrong. This Sharon wasn't like that. And this is before anybody starts to put it together. This is before Susan Atkins talks in prison. This is before um, they start reconstructing this whole insane series of events that led to these two nights of murder. And you, you couldn't imagine ever, unless you knew for certain that this is ha- had happened, Never in a million years you'd think, okay, this starts with a guy who's uh, in and out of jail for most of his life. He was a hippie kind of cult leader. He wanted to be in music, but Terry Melcher told him no. He's getting increasingly frustrated, so he comes up with this theory. And then, you know, the twists and turns it takes to get that group of people to the Polanski Tate home in that night in 1969 is so insane. Mm -hmm. And so 75 dominoes have to fall the wrong way to make this happen. And the idea that they were able to put it all together and figure out exactly what happened is... It's kind of impressive. It's very impressive, yeah. I mean, that's so much of the problem to your point about the JonBenet Ramsey case getting mucked up is like... The case is only good as good as the investigators that are working on it, who are only as good as the guys who taught them. And everyone's like very human. And I, that's where I see so much stuff going wrong is just mishandling a scene, mishandling an investigation. That's what's made me cynical about the true crime space. It's not that there's evil in the world. There always will be. It's more of how it gets handled after the fact. Because when you're young, you think like, well, there's police and then there's the court system and everything's going to be fine. And everything's not fine. Yeah. And also, on the flip side of that, defense attorneys have gotten very good at always attacking the police. Mm -hmm. So what is your, like, must-watch-listen, your go-to guide as a crime junkie? Well, the one uh, that's—I travel a lot. First thing I do when I get into my hotel room a lot of times is if I don't have anything to do when I want to detox, is I flop down on the bed and I turn on the TV and I scroll— 50% 50% chance I'll find a forensic files marathon. Or a Law & Order SVO. Yeah, I prefer the forensic I'm files. Just, those are the two things on TV anytime I'm in a hotel room. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so um, I will watch forensic files. And I've even come to love the late 80s clothing. And uh, <laughs> um, there's, a, there's a cheesy kind of production value uh-huh. to it. Uh-huh. Because these things are really old. Uh, yeah. But they have a lot of them. And they run them, and it's like potato chips. Once you start, each one is about 25 minutes, and then it ends with, she couldn't speak, but from beyond the grave, her DNA told the story. (laughs) Coming up. You know, they were eating Christmas dinner when there was a knock at the door. Sadly, it wasn't Santa. (laughs) And then you're right. I'm like, oh, I got to watch that. And I've been late for dinner. I've been late for gigs. I've been late for jobs that I'm supposed to do because because I had to find out, was it the guy from the shoe store, you know, with the eye patch or wasn't it? And so um, those are those always get me going. The forensic files. That is that's a unique like I got in that way, too. Usually you hear like unsolved mysteries. For me, it was like America's Most Wanted. Right. But I love that you're in a forensic files. Well, one of the reasons I like forensic files is not recreate a lot of t- they have some kind of mini recreations. But yeah. I like to see like, oh, there's actual footage of the crime scene and yeah. you can see. So I'll take that every time because then you can, I don't know, that fires my my sense of, wait, maybe I can figure this out. You're like super into this. So how oh, did yeah. you end up in comedy and not as like a, your own detective? 
they're not mutually exclusive. Let's put it that yeah. way. To be a comedian and uh, and I'd be a terrible detective because I'd be doing bits all the time. You know, I'd be <laughs> I'd be like, oh well, what happened here? You know, and and they would say, well, we found the body, and you know, and and I would be. So the comedy won out, basically. The like, comedy won out. Yeah. Uh, the you, comedy, can, you can do a sketch and not talk about serial killers, but you couldn't hunt a serial killer and not do comedy. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the, the, dominant, uh, the dominant gene was the comedy <laughs> gene. Summer's almost here. Are you ready to throw open your windows or throw them away? If they're drafty, foggy, or impossible to open, talk to your friends at Window World. Window World specializes in home transformations with beautiful, energy-efficient windows, entry doors, and siding, featuring Energy Star certification and the good housekeeping seal. Call 1-800-WINDOW-WORLD, schedule your free consultation, and tell them you heard it here on Crime Junkie. Window World, America's exterior remodeler. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Spring is about fresh starts. That could mean starting a new venture or switching things up on your website. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Use Squarespace to design a website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to time all in one place. With the new guided design system, Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website optimized for every device. Get your website discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools. Plus, make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. Accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay, and in certain countries, give customers the chance to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. Selling content on your website? Add a paywall to sell memberships or courses or sell downloadable files. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash crimejunkie to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. There's a really good thing. I'm sure you've watched it and people have watched it, but it's the, what is it? Is it the family next door? It's the case like two years ago or three years ago where, uh, Husband calls in and says his wife and kids. Oh, that's that's the Chris Watts American oh, Family. Oh, okay, there you go. Yeah, that's yeah, Chris yeah. Watts. Yeah. One of the things that I saw with the Chris Watts one was they came out with it on one of these streaming services. Netflix. I forget where Netflix, and they have all the body cam footage. Now I find that fascinating because now knowing what we know, I'm able to, and this is a rare thing for your fans to check out if they haven't checked it out. How does someone behave when we... They have footage from the, the cop's uh, policeman's body cam of he pulls up to the house, he walks up, he knocks on the door, a neighbor is with Chris, and Chris Watts is there, and he starts asking questions. And at this point, he's just, a, from the policeman's point of view, everyone's point of view, he's just a dad who wonders where his wife and kids are. But now that we know that he's killed them all the night before and driven them out to this oil field and stuffed the bodies in a pipe... When you look at that footage, I find it riveting because one thing I noticed is his arms are crossed almost the entire time. I don't know mm. if you noticed that, but which is really like protective. Yeah, yeah. and and I've there's sh- there's so many shows now where they question people and they release the footage of the questioning session, and you can know afterwards that the person did it, but. At the beginning, you see the person relax, but the minute they start to ask more and more questions, that close in. Arms folded is just classic mm-hmm. protective stance. And it's really fascinating to watch him. His his arms are crossed a lot. 
And again, his behavior is off. And I think in that case, they they were probably on to him right away. Mm-hmm. I think they were suspicious of him right away. But it's uh, it's an interesting perspective to have now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can pass the judgment because we know the ending. Exactly. Yeah. I'm once I'm sure I'm right, then I'm very judgmental. <laughs> once you're sure you're right. I'm curious if you have the granddaddy of them all, and it's it's so in the past, but Jack the Ripper. Oh, yeah. Jack the Ripper is kind of the granddaddy of them all because he kind of invented it. It was letters to the press mm-hmm. and he had this attitude and the crimes are horrible. Um, then there's no satisfying we got him yeah. moment. And it takes place in this kind of uh, Dickensian London that all seems very gothic and creepy and strange now, but also fascinating. It seems so fictional. Yeah. It's so far away. And I have no idea what happened there. I think there, I I don't remember the name, but I remember there was this theory that he left and came to the United States and was operating here, which would be really interesting. But I don't know. And I I, I think I haven't gotten so hung up on that one because I don't believe we will ever know. Like, it's so long. We're not talking evidence. There is no conclusion anymore. And I think you could spin and spiral, which people have. I mean, how many books have been written? How many documentaries? It was... Yeah, it's never going to be solved. It's a little bit... It's like the D.B. Cooper. There's there's this thing, which isn't a murder, but it's... uh, You don't know for sure and you never will know. Mm -hmm. We'll never know. But I, that's one that still tugs every now and then. I'm like, what happened there? Who is you this could person? Have answers to one case, like you can you can know everything that happened, but just for one. Oh wow, um, that's a really good man. Well, I have to say, one of the first one that comes to mind, which I brought up, was Jomine Ramsey. I just I because it doesn't make nothing makes sense to me there. So maybe maybe that one. Maybe that one. When I was a kid, I would have said uh, JFK's assassination, but I subsequently did a ton of reading, and this book came out by a terrific writer named uh, it Gerald Posner, Case Closed, I think. And it's, you know, you read it and you go, oh, right. It's impossible that Oswald didn't do it. Yeah. And I know anyone listening right now, because people love to say, you don't get it, man. I love a conspiracy theory. Yeah, but... I understand. He, he There's... But sometimes they just did it. He he did it. Yeah. He did it. And um, I think you can even see now a lot of the conspiracy, JFK's conspiracy theorists have moved on. Mm-hmm. And uh, now there, there's so many conspiracy theorists that you can have now about politicians in Washington yeah. that are much more insane than anything the JFK people came up that I think that they're people distracted. Have, people are distracted. Yeah. yeah. They'll be distracted for a long time. Things yeah. aren't getting any better there. Exactly. But um, yeah, what about you? Is there one for you? Oh, man. Um, I think Robert Wan. If, do you know that one? Tell me about Robert Wan. So he was a lawyer in D.C. back in 2006. Mm-hmm. We did an episode on this. And he decides, like, it's late one night. He decides he's going to um, stay at his friend's town home instead of going home. But they're, like, kind of the same distance apart. So no one knows why he decided to stay the night there. And he, like, gets in sometime at, like, 10, 30, 11, whatever. He has a glass of water. He goes to bed. And 45 minutes later, the three guys that live there, one of them's calling 911, saying they found him stabbed in his bed. And police get there. All of the three guys are, like, in their robes. Like, looks like they're freshly cleaned. Hmm. He, there's a knife sitting on the guy. But they're never able to figure out what happened. 
There's no forced entry. There's nothing. There's not even blood. Like the way they stabbed him, like it was a lot of internal bleeding, but not even everywhere else. Hmm. And everyone believes that the three guys there know something, are lying, or just not telling the whole truth. And their story is they just woke up and found him this way? Yeah, that they were all in their rooms. They heard maybe like a scream or some grunting. And when they went and looked to see what was, they found him stabbed to death. They're like, we heard, oh, they also say they heard the, we you know when you like have an alarm system, you open the door, it like does those beep beeps. Yep. They hear that. They thought their other roommate had come home, but he's dead. The end. Like, right. And there's a lot of like wild details in there. When, when did this sense. happen? How recently? 2006. Okay. And so the, and the three guys, so they're in like a polygamous relationship, which was like just sent the media off like wild. And the one was like into uh, like BDSM stuff. And so there's all these theories about him drugging Robert and trying to like it's it is I'm telling you a wild one. But these three have been questioned by everybody and they always they hold up. I mean, I don't know that they hold up, yeah. but there is there's not enough to say anything happened. Right, right. So right. so you'd like to know what happened there. I would love to know what happened there. because, And I think those are the ones that are really fascinating when I'm like, there are a few people involved and there's no way you know nothing. Right. They say, you know, if you hear hooves, think horses, not zebras. But then there are the zebras in the world, right? The Israel Keys. Um, yeah, I think that we also live in an era where we're certain because of technology, DNA, all the tools we have now that, oh, we'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. And so when there's just no answer, it leaves you dumbfounded, mm -hmm. which I think, you know, for most of mankind's history, people have had to settle with, I don't know, and <laughs> about everything, yeah, including, you, you know, yeah, I just, I don't know. And then uh, in the 20th century, we've started coming up with all these incredible um, tools at our disposal and people can say, no, we have, this is you using the murder victim's ATM card and that's you, you know, we have a photograph of you. And so, uh, we get a certainty now that I think we've gotten a little spoiled by because every now and then something happens. I mean, there was a murder, was it a week ago, two weeks ago for, for, uh, the kids at, uh, yeah, it's campus. Yeah. Yeah. And it's this terrible murder. And when it first happened, and I read about it, I thought, well, this will be figured out really quickly. Because as you know, 99.8% of these, it's pretty clear mm -hmm. what happened. They figure it out. This one, it's been complete radio silence. Mm -hmm. I've, I mean, they don't seem to have any idea what happened to these four college students. And Which was a lot like uh, the Delphi case that we mm -hmm. had um, right in my backyard, which just almost six years later got an arrest. Was it because of DNA evidence? They won't say. So oh. they, they, there's this whole drama on will they, won't they release the um, the arrest documents, which by the time this airs, they, they've made a decision on that. But we don't know exactly what led to this guy being arrested. They say, so I've heard new eyes on the case. Someone just went back and saw the right thing. But I, I don't think it's DNA because it's been, it's been, to me, it's been too long if it was DNA. They would have right. had that a while ago. But I don't right. know. DNA, pretty miraculous. It's a miracle. It's an insane. I know that that's a big topic for you um, yeah. and a cause, but it's incredible it, it, uh, how many cases get overturned or how many times they can say, wait, nope, not yeah. you. Yeah. Sorry, you can move along now. Sorry about the eight years in prison. But, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's really remarkable. Yeah. 
Well, this is amazing. It was great to meet another crime junkie. Oh, trust me. In the I'm, podcast world. Yeah, well, I'm a fan and uh, and really happy that you were willing to let me hang out and um, let my freak flag fly <laughs> definitely, for, just, definitely. for just a little bit of time. And uh, thank you very much, no, Ashley. Thank you. Uh, you, you do an amazing show. And I, this was really fun to get to hang with you. Oh, this is awesome. And for everyone who wants to support you as a crime junkie, where can they find Conan Needs a Friend? Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend is available wherever you find your Crime Junkie is an audio Chuck production. So, what do you think, Chuck? Do you approve? This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you're anything like me, when you have something weighing on your mind that's taking up time and energy, the best thing you can do is to talk about it. But sometimes, that's also one of the hardest things to do, too. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Crime Junkie today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Crime Junkie. Parenting hack. The second your baby starts standing, get them in Pampers Cruisers 360 diapers. Pampers Cruisers 360 have a 360-degree stretchy waistband that makes diaper changes easy. And they're harder for your baby to take off because they don't have traditional diaper tabs. Also, try new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes made from 100% plant-based cloth that grips mess and is five times stronger. Add Pampers Cruisers 360 and Free and Gentle Wipes to your cart or pick them up at your local big box store.